Hello everyone, this is Peter Miller from Smarter Than BPD. Today is January 13th, 2024. Today I wanted to get into the topic of, or topics, of splitting and unstable relationships. And I think we'll also talk a bit about uh, communication and uh, generally how difficult it can be for people to understand what BPD is all about uh, and also how difficult it can be to start applying new skills after some new understanding is acquired. Uh, I'd also just quickly like to reference the book from Sharina Rooney called The Big Book on Borderline Personality Disorder. I've been reading that quite regularly lately and it's informing some of my recent thoughts uh, on the subject of borderline. It's a, it's a very well written book and I really appreciate again how she has um, put things in a way you can understand them in uh, layman's terms basically and um, but also she does well at um, getting into the, the depths of the condition and the a lot of the finer points. It's a great book. I think I'm going to actually put a link to it on uh, my page, which I should also quickly mention here, uh, the f uh, called freebpdcourse.com. Uh, that's where you can register for my free course in borderline personality disorder and also learn more about me and my offerings and how I look at things. There's some links there to Facebook page for this podcast um, and uh, my personal practice. And um, there's also a new newsletter, which I would encourage you to sign up for. Uh, that will be uh, kind of some notes and thoughts that uh, I'm offering after each podcast episode, sort of like some like post reflections, if you will and um, stuff that maybe I didn't think of that would have been good to know when I'm just talking freely during a podcast. Okay, so that's that. Um, let's talk about splitting. What is it? So, as you might have learned already, maybe from listening to me or reading other books, uh, following other um, uh, speakers on the subject, uh, splitting is when you get into the extremes, uh, polarized areas of thought and feeling. Uh, so, I mean, if you can imagine on the one, on the very right-hand side, you have like maybe the, the very, very, uh, the very positive. And on the very left-hand side, you have the very negative. And then in the, in the middle, you have like the gray zone. So again, the left would be like the black. And the very right right side would be the white, and then in the middle you have the gray. And if you're um, in the process of learning how to recover from BPD, a big part of it is trying to find your way into the gray zone, which is where most of life happens. Uh, and we'll talk about this. I mean, there are the occasional situations where 
I mean, the polarized thinking can save your life. You need to think extremely. You need to act quickly. You need to do something to get out of a situation or whatever. So sometimes, but quite rarely, uh, we need that, that, that style of thinking. But so the person with BPD, they are too often in the extremes thinking like, you know, all or nothing, black or white, good or bad. Um, not being able to notice the kind of the nuances in life and um, <clears throat> pardon me how you know the people in their life uh, can sometimes uh, do things that are frustrating or disappointing but that doesn't make them kind of like you know like a totally bad person um, where you would say I hate you right uh, you know I, I love you one minute and the next minute uh, I hate you and then talking and doing things that kind of show that so you can imagine here like I mean if a person if a person with BPD is regularly getting into those mindsets and the extreme emotions that go with them and they're acting on those things you can imagine how hard it would be to hold relationships together right there would be um, lots of arguing lots of blaming uh, lots of you know accusing these kinds of things uh, and probably and not wording things very well that you know so that communication can go smoothly so it becomes like life literally becomes like this roller coaster where you know you're you're so high on life and you're so in love and and then all the way down like it could be 10 minutes later right like depending on what you're thinking or what some someone said that could have influenced the way that you're thinking about things and so it's not only the person with BPD who's on this roller coaster but it's also family friends right i mean they are experiencing these extreme highs and lows uh, with you and it can be very uncomfortable and unpleasant way <laughs> to live life uh, it's important to note here though that uh, the person with bpd is they're not trying to make it hard it is it is it's it's all mostly impulsive that's the way I've experienced it. That's the way I've read about it in uh, Sharina Rooney's book uh, and other books. Um, that's the way others have talked to me about it when I've been working in therapy with people. So it's not like there's this premeditation where you go like, you know, you can't, with, with the way the brain is set up in a person with BPD there, it's mostly this um, like overly emotional uh, state uh, where they're trying to stay safe from you know abandonment or rejection and these kinds of things and it's and again it's like their system is on this constant uh self-protecting overdrive kind of thing and, it, and it's almost like in a lot of times out of their hands it's like automated like i was saying in the last uh, episode 
but that doesn't mean it has to stay automated in that way. And you can, I think you can kind of create new automations and maybe we'll talk about that in another episode. So the main thing I wanted to say about splitting, I guess, is the how uh, it can contribute to all kinds of uh, situations and behaviors that make relationships like volatile and very hard to hold together. And um, I mean, another thing Sharina Rooney says in her book is, uh, I mean, that most people that you will get to know, they won't understand BPD, right? And they will, they'll only be judging you by your behaviors. So like they don't understand uh, and they can't, see right the all the thoughts and emotions and all the all the trouble that um, a person is experiencing internally they can't see that all they see is the the behaviors the harsh words or the the things that um, look like manipulation and uh, uh, an unnecessary attacking and all this kind of thing I, I still think it's kind of Myself, I think it's kind of sad that um, uh, people are so quick to like write, uh, write people off who are suffering because of these behaviors. I mean, it, it would be nice, and I, I mean, I doubt it will happen in most lives, but it would be nice if people would show more curiosity. You know, like, what, what's happening for you right now? I mean, this, is, this behavior seems like unusual and kind of extreme, like, what do you, you know, what, where are your thoughts at? You know, I mean, you could, it would be nice if people could at least try that, <laughs> show some curiosity. I mean, the person with BPD may push that away and they may welcome it, uh, depending on who they're talking to. But what needs to happen in order for, you know, to be not on such a roller coaster for the relationships to stabilize? Um, I mean, a few things need to happen, like, a person needs to be able to see when they are in the extreme black and white. They need to um, be able to regulate the emotions that are part of that way of thinking. They need to be able to uh, start challenging some of their perceptions. Uh, like, you know, am I missing anything kind of thing? I think you need to be able to get your emotions regulated and and by doing some things like uh, noticing what you're feeling, putting words to it, uh, taking some slow breaths to communicate to your nervous system that you're not in danger, validate some of your own thoughts, validate your feelings, um, and uh, be patient, I guess that the emotion will shortly pass if you're taking care in these ways. But I mean, if you can get yourself to a regulated place uh, and rather efficiently, if you can do that, then it's easier to challenge some of the distorted perceptions and the extreme thoughts that you may be having. And probably the most realistic expectation is that the people around you aren't going to be of a lot, they're not going to be extremely helpful. Uh, because it's, I mean, it's not, you have to admit, it's not an easy thing to understand this disorder. I mean, I've been, I've been studying it for, I mean, 
on a daily basis almost for like 10 to 12 years and you know I'm still kind of going do I know what I'm talking about like <laughs> I think I think I got it and uh, I mean I've I've talked about it and written about it and created this course and you know sometimes it's hard to um, maintain that confidence that I, I really know what I'm doing but I mean my uh, my track record I think proves that I've, I've figured it out for the most part because and this is another thing for you to know like after you start learning more uh, understanding more getting some daily practices going and being able to intervene on your own behalf I mean the patterns in your behavior do slowly start to change, right? And things do start to stabilize. It doesn't mean that things don't remain hard. Like I think managing BPD is kind of a, an ongoing uh, task. It's not like it just disappears entirely. Um, uh, it's kind of like you're, in a way, it's your lifelong friend, <laughs> quote unquote, I don't think it has to be a life sentence because that sounds like it stays at the tremendous amount of difficulty for your whole life. I think the difficulty level starts to go down as you get more knowledgeable and, and stronger uh, and you get more equipped and proficient at dealing with challenging situations when they arise. Uh, so it it's not the same, I guess, level of difficulty and pain all the way. But realistically, you probably, you know, I think you do need to expect that it's something you need to be mindful of, like for the rest of your days, uh, kind of thing. Um, so that life can be as um, enjoyable as possible, which is what you want. So, I mean, uh, I said I was going to also talk about um, communication and you know what how that can make a difference in how this all happens and this is actually a, a pretty huge piece because uh, I mean it's the interaction really uh, that can send us really spiraling um, the things that are said the ways that we respond and then the ways people respond to us right uh, like it can be it's almost like we can react to our emotions in a way that gets other people upset because of maybe the way that we word things or the way that we uh, um, say that you know things are it's all their fault kind of thing when there's a good chance most of the time the people in our lives were not trying to do anything harmful at all, uh, but a good chance that we could interpret their actions and, uh, and their words as um, meaning that they're trying to reject us, they're trying to abandon us, they're trying to create this pain, this emotional pain that we experience uh, on the inside. Uh, but uh, it's another uh, thing to highlight, I guess, is that there. while it may be true that the people that care about us, um, most of the time they're not trying to hurt us, 
there is still the possibility, <laughs> I mean, that the people we know, whether it's um, friends, co-workers, or family members, they can still be, they can have their own issues that they bring to the relationship that are, are toxic in nature. So it's not like everyone a person with BPD interacts with is just sort of neutral and benign and uh, caring all the time. That's That wouldn't be real, would it? Uh, people bring their various dysfunctions to the relationship, whether they have BPD or not. Um, quite often, I think people with BPD um, struggle to interact with others who have narcissistic traits. Um, uh, because of the ways uh, they can be, um, they can seem to be uncaring. When uh, you, when you can try to interact with someone with uh, like moderate to severe narcissism, it, they can it can seem like they really don't could care you know could care less how you feel or um, that they are willing to take any responsibility uh, for their part in things. So that's kind of an aside, but kind of you know a common pattern as well to kind of keep in mind there's like books written on that like the the borderline narcissist dynamic and it can be deadly <laughs> so you gotta be i mean if you have two kind of unconscious people like unconscious of their personality disorders and they get into a relationship and one is borderline one's narcissist uh there's a good chance that, that could be uh it could be ex both ecstatic and uh and very very horrible <laughs> so something to, to think about um, but communication so I mean it's important to be mindful of words and the way we use words and I always I already said stuff like always or never and you know uh, good and bad black white and um, you know, if you're saying you made me feel instead of admitting that the emotions come from within you, like saying I feel, the, the words can be, make a big difference. Uh, I mean, if someone says to you, like, you know, you always do that thing, right? <laughs> or you always hurt me in this way. It's very, um, that's a hard uh, sentence to kind of swallow. Uh, it's much better when uh, someone would say, this happened and I feel like this. It sounds, you know, much more neutral and a person might be willing to uh, take part in that conversation and maybe admit how they could play a role in things sometimes or they might even show some of that curiosity that I was talking about, you know. And uh, gosh, if we were, if a person was really lucky, uh, they might show curiosity and validate some of the emotions that a person with BPD is having. So that a person with BPD could more efficiently get into that gray zone and see that, you know, maybe their initial perception was off somewhat, right? And uh, while they didn't mean to perceive things that's that way, that they did, and that's kind of how they ended up reacting. Uh, and, and and then they can probably more easily apologize for them, how things didn't go in an ideal way. I mean, it's almost like all misunderstanding when you're talking about what's happening with a person with borderline. Uh, they they feel.
feel threatened, their nervous system communicates to them that, that they are threatened on a regular basis. And so their mind and their body is trying to prevent further hurt, harm, and loss, really. Uh, and so the way that they're interacting with the world is they're, they're trying to kind of automatically uh, offset further pain like that. It's, uh, it's not intentional, I think. Uh, and that's where a lot of people go wrong. They see the behaviors of someone with borderline and they're like, you, you just want to hurt people and you want to make life difficult. And it's like, no, we don't. <laughs> um, we're just trying to not feel incredible pain again. And we're just following what our senses are telling us. Uh, we, not be, we, not, we may not be skilled very enough to live in the, in the body and to work with the mind and to settle the nervous system where I mean, we're working on it, <laughs> but it like, uh, it takes time and it takes a tremendous amount of effort. I mean, I, you could compare it to relearning to walk, like say, say you suddenly lost the ability to walk and then you were having to figure that out and go through all the stresses and pains and, uh, like having to learn how to do that again. Sometimes I compare it to like skateboarding because I used to do that when I was a kid. And I mean, it took tremendous effort to figure out some of those skateboarding moves and how to get your board off the ground and even just how to do basic turns and, and then to do, you know, more advanced things and, and to, uh, um, go quickly, you know, like down a hill or to, uh, make, uh, you know, board slides and, and uh, grind, grinds. I don't know if you're familiar with the terminology of skateboarding, but <laughs> it's like, it takes time to learn these things. And so someone with borderline is trying to learn how to, to do stuff that they never learned how to do when they were a kid. Um, sometimes I've, I've also compared it to learning how to surf uh, a very big wave. And so if the emotion is the wave and we like a person with borderline doesn't get to learn to surf the small waves, they have to learn to surf the very big ones. Right. And then they got to get good at it. And if they don't get good at it, it's like the people in their life aren't going to put up with them. <laughs> so it's not easy. And I guess I wanted to throw that out there as a validation uh, for people who are suffering with this. I mean, you're doing an incredibly challenging task. If you're trying to figure this out, I think you're amazing and brave and courageous and I encourage you to keep trying because things can improve and you can learn how to do difficult things, even surfing and skateboarding. Uh, although those things are easier when you're young, just saying. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope this podcast helps a little bit. Again, that uh, book that I was referring to was uh, the big book on borderline personality disorder from Sharina Rooney. I think I'm going to place a link to it at my main site, freebpdcourse.com. Come check it out, learn more about me, and uh, sign up to the newsletter. We'll be talking to you soon. Take care.